has uh, it has been a minute. I had to literally blow the dust off this microphone because I haven't touched it in a while. Uh, I guess we're gonna have to really start with addressing that. Um, well, I mean, it's not really something that can really be summed up or explained easily. I guess it's a lot of different things, just life kind of getting in the way. But uh, you know, we're here now. Uh, oh, yeah. We're back. We're back, and we're here, and it's it's like nothing changed at all. Uh, it's just it's you know uh, maybe some of the look and feel is going to be a little updated, uh, but you know we're it's still more or less the same same old show as it's been. Uh, now I think I got this straight. I'm B's and you're Big B, right? I think so. <laughs> it's, I'm been, sure. it's been a minute. I don't. We might have our name well tags now. mixed up, but we we can figure that out later. <laughs> Hold on. No way. I'm Big B. Your B's. That's right. That and is. this is Balcony Banter, and we're back. And it's yeah. uh, episode sixty-two. Te- well, technically speaking, yes, but in a certain sense, this is kind of like a fresh start because I feel like I don't know. It's been a it's been a minute. Yeah. Uh, but I don't really think anything's going to be especially different. Uh. It's, you know, it's still going to be the same old kind of relaxed discussion and uh, hopefully entertainment uh, along through that. But uh, yeah, we got uh, Fly with us on our uh, return episode, I guess. <laughs> oh, that's me. Yeah. Yeah. Who better to have a relaxed conversation, fresh start with than Fly? Oh, thank you. That's so nice to hear somebody thinks I'm a relaxing person. <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> are you hearing a lot to the contrary lately? <laughs> uh, I suppose not, but it's always good to hear confirmation anyways. No, for sure. Oh, yeah. I, I like to think that I, I'm i very lucky in that I have wound up in the midst of, at this point, like a couple of different friend groups that are generally like very chill and that's good because yeah i just it's something i can appreciate i guess where like everybody's kind of just someone you can go and have a decent time with and it's not going to be like any sort of weird hassle for the most part i guess Mm -hmm. yeah i hear some of the things uh people i work with talk about in their friend group and i'm thinking what in the world who are you yeah well like my ex like i don't know like I really didn't care for a lot of the people in that group just because a lot of them seemed really self-centered and like, I don't know. It, it was just like, there was always some, like some issue or some bullshit going on with somebody. And I don't know. I, I appreciate that. That's not, uh, that's not the kind of people that we tend to surround ourselves with, I guess. So, yeah, no, definitely. I think like, I think it's just like a part of like growing up where you, you know, sort of feel out your limitations and what you can tolerate um, and the kind of people you actually want to surround yourself with. Like in high school and to some degree college, it's very limited because the only people you really get to hang out with on a consistent basis are other students. So it's sort of just like, well, you have to hang out with people who just happen to be born the same year as you. And that's bad. (laughs) um and like obviously i've met like really good friends through school um but like really i mean i only really found my closest friends through common interests outside of school 
like Bigby, you and you and I met yeah. in our college's anime club, and look where we are now, like almost like ten <laughs> years later. Yeah, well, that that was really the thing because we met through that, and that was something we regularly attended. But then we still became really good friends. But then, as the years went on through college, we started attending it less and less because yeah. uh, it, it was just one of those. Nothing super against it. I, I'm a little sad that it kind of just basically died after our year ended, more or less, because it got like Damn. mismanaged into the ground, from what I heard. But that I, was. Uh... I think it was a combination of things. Uh, but I didn't. I didn't really follow the group after we graduated, because it's like, why well, would I go back to? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I see well, you mean. No, for sure, and it, it wasn't so much that I was. It was just I had run into. Um, I don't well, I don't want to necessarily say her name on here, so I want to like dox somebody and I don't know what nickname to refer to her by, but you know who I'm referring to, right? Uh the 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 president of the club back when we were there. I think oh, oh, okay. The the one who was like shorter than me, she had bangs. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh she she had actually been on the the other podcast uh that one time with us that we did back when we were there as well that was with um uh lou and stuff back then holy shit oh my god sorry it took me a second there i completely <laughs> forgot about that yeah right you remember that holy <laughs> the, shit the the old podcast my god holy that's... shit i completely forgot oh yeah the og podcast that one was fun and then and then we like lost that guy. I, I don't know, he died or something. And then we just tried and then we got busy with work. Damn. I moved Wait. I moved away. Which guy? Which guy? No, I he didn't literally die. I just meant that like he was gone. Oh. But who? Like we didn't talk to uh Lou. Oh, well, okay. Well, no, that was uh well, yeah. I mean, basically. I well, I don't know. It just that was sort of an unfortunate sort of fell out of touch. I don't have it's yeah. It it, it just that was sort of what it was but i i don't really know beyond that uh haven't spoken to him in a while if if for some reason he's listening to this hey buddy <laughs> hit me up sometime uh no i mean i don't know i i've been uh a part of me is i don't know i've been thinking about almost messaging lewis because uh i well because okay so yeah no let's get into this now because i think now's, now's the time to get into this because i've been getting into a certain game that i know fly is particularly fond of uh and that's magic the gathering hell yeah oh. uh and in particular I, well how familiar are you with mtgbs i gotta ask uh, i played a couple games with valentine before and i i talked to it uh about it with my other friends a little bit so, like I know the game, I know the rules, but like I couldn't tell you any of the like, creatures' names, or well, I couldn't yeah. like make a deck or anything. Like I just I know like yeah, basic stuff about it. Well, we gotta, we gotta get you. We gotta get you trying it at some point here soon, because the the main thing is like we don't we wouldn't be playing like the standard format. We would be playing the commander format, which is pretty interesting in my opinion. I've Val and I've done a few one v one games already, because uh, he had picked up for us the. There's a new set they put out recently, and uh, the Wizards of the Coast put out um, like pre-constructed decks for the new set. So he had gotten one, I got one, but this set was specifically a uh, Warhammer 40k crossover set. 
So he got the Chaos theme set, and I got the Imperium of Man set. And that's been pretty fun to play around with. Um, But... Uh, part of where I've been thinking about talking to Lou again was because uh, I remember when I first started like learning about Warhammer 40k lore was back in college because he was like a huge fan of it uh, and it's really funny kind of playing through this because a lot of there's a, a decent few cards that center on the ultramarines as a faction in part- or like a, a chapter of space marines uh, in particular and that was always like a favorite of his and it was uh just funny seeing like the the leader of that chapter as like one of the like commanders for the deck was kind of funny i know yeah, um I... i know a little bit <laughs> oh, sorry, go sorry. Ahead. i was gonna say i know a little bit about the commander format because you can have um like a 1v1 with the commander but you can also have like up to four people playing like a 2v2 mm-hmm. or i don't know if it's 2v2 or like 1v1v1v1 scenario uh i think like generally ball. it's a battle royale but there is like the concept of alliances and stuff i know too oh, okay. so. yeah and you can have more than four players as well um i've been in a five player one before and that Damn. was like absolute nonsense that um, sounds like it sounds insane <laughs> it was pretty bad <laughs> Um, but yeah, Bigby's right. It is more like a battle royale, but there's a lot of like, you'll have to do a lot of politics. Um, like, I mean, like Invisibo has been at games where he's playing again, like there will be like, a, like there's a couple who's playing and like, whenever you attack one of them, obviously their spouse will then attack you back or something. <laughs> So yeah, there's, right. there's a lot of politics and uh, uh, just like trying to play out the the feelings of the the players. Um, actually, um, is this actually speaking of that that couple? Uh, actually, Big B, there they were at the wedding. Um, oh yes. At, and uh, they were they were actually at your table, and um, right. they named their. They named their firstborn after a magic character. Really? Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, <laughs> I can't say because it's a very Damn. Like, like there's not gonna be that many It's a very distinguishable name. <laughs> born out there with the name, but like Oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. That's uh that's interesting. I magic But yeah. <laughs> Huh. Was like, it like man. a really out there name, or like kind of like you could see it be at being a name? It it just happened to be like, like a magic I gathering. Think to, yeah, like I think no, I think to me it was like it's kind of like and like to me it was a name that like if you didn't know it would just sound like you know like one of those like weird new age names that like you know um like all the. Uh, parents are really into nowadays um but like if you know you know sort of thing okay Okay. i get you i guess that's not so bad but that is that's still interesting i guess is the word yeah but it it is interesting to me i can only just picture like what it'll be like when he's in like primary school and like people find out and because like you know yeah what they can be like yeah but i mean like it's it's a it's a normal enough name that like i feel like it like it's 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 fine it's fine okay yeah well 
I don't know. I I don't want to be judgy by any means, but it's uh it's it's an interesting decision. I don't know that there's any like like I have a lot of love of like say I don't know something like Godzilla, right? Where like I I really love this media property, but which I don't know if that's necessarily what I would call MTG. I guess I, I media properties maybe is I don't know being a little overly like clinical about it, but. I don't know that there's anything like that that I could look at as some sort of product like that that I would want to like name a family member. Well, okay. What do you mean? You want yeah, to say, go up well, to parties and say, "This is my daughter, Mothra." Well, okay. <laughs> but I guess where does the line draw on that, right? Because I consider my cat family, but I named him Samwise, which is named after Lord of the Rings. But then again, in a way, that's also classic literature, which maybe, but then again, like, where does the line draw? So I don't know. I suppose I really shouldn't cast any judgment. It's it's an interesting choice. Not something I would do, but I, I certainly can't uh, uh, fault someone else, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, like, it's not a name. Like, you know, they're not naming the kid, like, Ral Zarek or Ur-Dragon or anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, the one no, that stands like... out, like... <laughs> There's a card that I really like that I, I've kind of been wanting to try to build a deck around, which, and just for shits and giggles, just because I really find the commander, or like the, the card funny, he's called Grum Gully the Generous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining someone named Grum Gully. That's a good one. I like that name. <laughs> I, um, just coming back to the Warhammer set that just came out. Oh, um, yes. Invisibo was like a little bit he was a little hesitant about it at first um but like he also acknowledges the need for wizards to get more people into magic and, and like a wider audience into it because they can't keep relying on the same I, audience all the, the time the thing that I think is smart though is because I, I was doing a bit more reading about it because I didn't know a ton about like sort of the Sort of like, I guess, sort of like the meta lore around, like, the sort of the concepts of, like, what it is you're sort of playing out when you play a game, at least as far as they sort of, like, create it that way. And I, I think the whole, like, multiverse angle that the game already kind of had does lend itself well to crossover stuff like this. I'm not really too familiar with the expansions for Magic. Uh, I mean, these yeah, ones, these, like, these ones are just for funsies, like the, uh, like this Warhammer one, there was, like, a Walking Dead one, and there's gonna be, like, a Assassin's Creed and a Final <laughs> oh. Fantasy one, like, they're, they're just, they're, they're just for shits and giggles, but to sort of, like, bring people in who be like, oh, look, I recognize that property, and come in and give it a shot, um, but, so, like, like I'm I kind of confused what you mean by like shits and giggles. Like, would the cards not be allowed in like actual tournaments, or just like um, they're just like the, joke cards? E or? Well, they're they're not <laughs> joke cards. Like, you can like they're still like very usable, and like the decks can still be played. But there's a lot of uh like formats. Like, if you were to go to an actual card shop and play in a tournament, there's some styles or formats where it's like it, the the those decks are not legal. Um, but obviously, if you're just playing it, you're at your house and playing on the kitchen table. That's fine. Okay. Yeah, like the the cards are definitely surprisingly well 
thought out and the types of cards and the effects all seem to make sense um and as much yeah and as as much as uh invisible was kind of griefing about the um the uh, this like um oh what's it called uh whatever horizons like all these new uh sets he was saying that this warhammer one is actually pretty good and he was feeling very nostalgic playing through these decks because he played a lot of warhammer back even when he was a kid he was really into warhammer so um he he was actually just at a friend's house earlier today um and they were playing multiplayer commander and they he he found that the precon tyranid uh commander deck was actually really good on its own without any changes and it did really well against all of his friends decks uh even though those were all like made by them so that was just a very pleasantly surprising thing to find out about the the new this new deck at least at at least the tyranid one i'll say i found the imperium and the chaos ones are both pretty good i haven't like played with the chaos one myself but everything i've seen in all the matches that i've played with val it's uh it's quite good I'm kind of um, interested in the expansions where uh, they focus on like more mainstream media, like you said, Assassin's Creed. Um, oh, there's supposed the to be ones? a Transformers one, I believe, and I know they've done. There's cards for like Street Fighter and shit too. Damn, as weird that, as that is, that sounds. It is really nice when uh, two like worlds like that kind of collide, especially like if you're really passionate about both of them, like. Yeah, Assassin's Creed and Magic, for example. That'd be, like, a mm-hmm. really interesting combo to me. Because um, I, yeah. I personally am a big fan of Assassin's Creed. So I would like to honestly try that deck out. I think some yeah. of them make more sense than others, but oh, I, sure. I can see why some people maybe find certain things. Little... Like, the Walking Dead one seems kind of weird to me. Yeah, yeah that is a little I mean, like... I mean, zombies are definitely um, an established yeah, thing. So, like, you true. can like you can do zombies, and you can do humans. Like, you could do human rogue cards, basically. Like, that would be that would be fine. It would just be very strange seeing like the art of just pop culture characters. <laughs> I on play Magic Norman Reedus. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man how many how many mana you think to cast a norman reedus <laughs> at least what, what probably, color what color mana white <laughs> it's probably an x cost as well <laughs> okay what is the x factor to do that and i'm curious now <laughs> I don't something something like two whites and then like x cost like if you put in like you x cost equals like how many like crossbow arrows he comes out with or something stupid <laughs> all i could think is after playing the uh <laughs> playing the imperium deck just give him squad you just can't you just summon out, a swarm, summon out a swarm of norman reedus's copy the spell for every x you pay into for for your knowledge bees and for those listening who don't know squad ability in mtg is just you when you pay the cost of the card to summon the creature you can just pay an extra two mana as many times as you want to just copy make like 
token copies of that card so you just have like a shitload of duplicates of it just like flood the field if you have a bunch of mana very cool OP. it's uh it's very much what the imperium deck is built around i would say um interesting thing in bringing up the mtg stuff and part of why i do is last night we finally had a game where it was more than just val and i playing because dingo came over last night Oh. oh yes i got your snapchat about that <laughs> yeah um i want to make i want to have like these commander games be a more regular thing i think but uh that being said uh <laughs> dingo came over and couple main things from that uh one it was actually val's birthday recently so he brought over a few packs uh for him as a gift from the uh recent unfinity set which is I don't know if you know much about this set, but this set's pretty insane. Uh, I don't think any of the cards in it are tournament legal. They're all like shit posts, basically. <laughs> um, are you familiar with this at all, Fly? A little bit, yeah, but I didn't really, didn't, yeah. But anyways, yeah. Well, there, there's a card effect. I don't remember the full effect, but essentially, just to give you an idea, bees uh, and 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 everybody else listening. It's one of the one portion of the effect was basically you would generate a food token, which doesn't really matter what that does, but it's, it's sort of like a, a little token thing you can create that has a secondary effect. But how you create that is you create one for every garbage can you can see from your seat. Oh, <laughs> huh. oh uh, I like those ones. There was another one that was legendary creature uh i believe and the whole thing was when you summoned it it created like a 2-2 white sketch token and the whole way that worked is based on what you drew it would give the creature token card like whatever effects based on what you drew so like if you gave it a sword it would have vigilance if you gave it wings it would have flying if you gave it like <laughs> claws it would have menace and you, it, the card specifically says you have 15 seconds to draw it. <laughs> so you just have to come up with what you can. And, and just like weird yeah. shit like that. Huh. Uh, or there was Octo Opus, uh, which is an enchantment. And when you play it, a 4-4 blue octopus performer creature token named Contortionist uh, with the ability after the beginning of uh, your upkeep, you may fold this token in half. And if you do so, it then halves its power and toughness. So it goes from 4-4 to 2-2 to 1-1 and so on and so forth down to like half-half or quarter-quarter. And then you can sacrifice the enchantment. And when you do, you draw a card and an extra card for every number of times you folded the token. <laughs> huh. Yeah, that just sounds broken. <laughs> it's a there, lot of there's... really dumb shit like that. It's hilarious. I, I... I can't remember the the joke card off the top of my head, but it's something stupid like at the beginning of your untapped phase, um, you have to say like I'm a silly little goblin or something like that, and if you fail to say it, you'll lose the game or something like that. Huh. Holy shit, that's wild! It's, it's so good. Oh my God. Why and uh, why aren't cards like that tournament legal? Like, come on. <laughs> That would be the, hilarious. 
the craziest one I'd seen was one online that's from a really old set, and it was actually uh, a creature card for Richard Garfield, the creator of MTG. <laughs> and <laughs> the whole card ability is literally while he's out on the field, you can play any magic card as though or a different magic card. You still have to open its <laughs> mana costs and everything, but you could play do that, and but you just you can't play the same card twice. You have to pick something different every time. But I like it's, that. It's just like completely busted, but it's really a funny. Any card like in the game or in your deck? Oh yeah. oh yeah, no, no, literally. Like you can just play this card and be like, I this is a different magic card. It's like a completely different one. Damn. <laughs> and it has all the same effects as that one. You still have to pay the cost and obey all its rules, but you know, it's you can pick whatever you want, basically. But um yeah, after uh, we we opened up those packs and took a look at those and kind of just the insanity of, of the cards that were in there, uh, we ended up playing a match. Now, Val and I played with our, our recently purchased pre-cons, uh, the, the aforementioned Imperium and, and Chaos decks. Dingo made his own deck, of course, because he's a fairly experienced player. The deck that he brought was a mech deck. Straight. It is all centered on artifact cards, specifically vehicle type artifacts. Which, just for the knowledge of UBs, I suppose, basically, there an artifact is a type of card that's generally like it has some ability. It's just like an item you have, kind of like sitting to the side that you can occasionally use to like trigger some like extra ability. But vehicles Uh. are special, and they have a crew ability. And based on, like, this cumulative number of, like, the power value of different, like, monsters, you can basically group them together to, like, pilot this to meet, like, its crew cost. And that's the big thing, because if you crew the vehicle, it becomes a creature card, and they can be pretty powerful. Uh, (laughs) Dingo's whole deck is built around that. (laughs) Basically, just picture it, like, instead of having, like, your little goblins attack your enemies the you would put them inside of like a tank and then the tank uh, is the thing that goes attacks uh, so like it visually um at least that's how i like to picture it rather than sending like three tiny little goblins into the battlefield you have three of them go into a tank and then the tank goes out into the battlefield the tank is the thing that does damage and the tank is the thing that receives damage um even if the tank is destroyed your little goblins are still safe um yeah that sounds really broken then (laughs) just give your guys armor on command exactly exactly and um i i i just need to say like i don't know if maybe dingo maybe had specific cards but the kamigawa set had literal mechs (laughs) in it i i think he I'm going to say he probably knows about that because I was looking at I had mentioned to him I was looking at a potential like red-green commander because I like that color combination and he was showing me one from that set uh, Chishiro the Shattered Blade if you know who that is um, but yeah I barely remember anything from from Kamigawa. Like I really, I real listen, listen. It's been very hard. Like I okay, listen. A lot of players have found it very difficult 
to keep up with Magic lately because they have been because like, sets normally come out once or twice a year, maybe once a year, right? But the last few sets have come out like four months apart, and it's been oh, very, really? damn, it's been That's very difficult. It's so That's three much. Years. It's it's so much. Like, um, not I don't know anyone who other maybe than Dingo who might understand this, but like it feels like things like Midnight Hunt came out yesterday. But like since then we've had Midnight Hunt, Crimson uh, uh, Crimson Vow, uh, Kamigawa, um, um, the um the D and D one, um, and then now like and then uh, Kamigawa, and then there was one after that like the um the uh kind of like noir detective type one um oh, and the, then, um oh yeah shoots um, a new katan um val was um, purchasing some stuff in that side and then and then cool. this and then this like warhammer one came out and like i remember uh, so i actually brought my commander deck to anime north and i actually want to talk about anime north real quick oh but, like boy. i brought yeah yeah and anyways <laughs> um I brought my commander deck to Anime North because I had an intention to play uh, in one of the tournaments. I didn't get a chance. But anyways, when I was waiting to get paired up with somebody, I was just walking around the game dealer, like the games room and in the uh, in the games hall. Sorry. And I went to a vendor to flip through um, just like some dollar rares. And I the, I was just making casual conversation with the uh, stall owner, and I asked, like, I don't know if this is just me, but it feels like sets come out really, really fast. And he just made this really pained facial expression, and he looked like he was, like, so tired, and he was like... And he, he was he slowly nodded and, and it was just this like very sweet older gentleman with this very like he just looked like a little Santa Claus and he was just like, Yes, the sets have been coming out way too fast and way <laughs> too much. Um and he was saying how like sets are expensive, like decks are like, you know, a hundred like a hundred and fifty dollars or whatever for like a single deck. And like he was saying how he only he knows one person who is able to keep up with all of these sets, but that's because he earns like six figures, right? And like oh, there was wow. just so many sets coming out. Like it's just like so overwhelming and way like 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 it it just it feels like Crimson Vow came out yesterday and he was like, Yes, exactly. It was just it's so many sets had come out, but you know, I, I like this Warhammer one, it's fine. I think the next one I'll get will be the Assassin's Creed one because, like you, these I'm really I, I like Assassin's Creed enough. Hey. Also, I do find I I do find it just as a side tangent. I find it very funny that after literally years, Ubisoft finally smashed the breaking in case of emergency button and is releasing Japan finally. Yeah, like, really. They said they'd never do it. Like wow. it's been literally years. And I even I remember being like, like I remember being like 22 and being like they're never going like that is under the breaking case of emergency like never setting like happen. it's never gonna happen and it's fine and now we're actually breaking case of emergency. So. Here it is. And here oh, it is. I mean, I honestly am excited for that game because like it's it's break it's Assassin's Creed in Japan. Like, come on. But yeah, you are right. It is like holy shit. They're, they're it's, finally it's, doing it. 
it's literally like that whole thing from like lord of the rings where aragorn has to go and like recruit the ghosts and shit to like help them fight uh sauron's army but instead it's like they have to go and like get all the weebs <laughs> god i know that's, i mean that's we know they'll about. show up <laughs> they exactly. got dollars exactly yeah really that's just free money right there exactly facts must really beat to the wall <laughs> oh boy i oh. mean that's honestly kind of the reason why i got out of hearthstone going back to like the mm. uh, card game mm. talk mm -hmm. just like you kind of have to at least i found out that game you had to uh keep up with every expansion buy them all to like and just be yeah. somewhat good and yeah they just kept coming out and coming out and i was like well, this it's just too much so i stopped playing never really went back that's probably yeah, the I'm biggest gonna... problem i have with that is just the like the companies are like around those games just very aggressively being like well if you want to play in our like official tournament scene you have to stay up and current with like all of the like most recent sets and it's part of why it's i could see some people being frustrated with what's going on with mpg because if they keep yeah. doing that more and more frequently then they have to buy more and more stuff more and more frequently and that's kind of i don't know that's questionable yeah it, but, like I mean. yeah like i mean i guess that is like with any business it's like you have like you know they want to be able to have some sort of um not necessarily enticement but like a guarantee that there's still some business revenue being generated and people aren't just like buying the one deck and sticking to that for life but at the same time i feel like there has to be an like new content to actually bring people uh, back with their wallets, you know, rather than just forcing them to say, like, you have to stay current to play. I can definitely I understand yeah. the need for, like, creating more cards, because, yeah, it is a business. They're trying to make money. I I can understand and respect that. But the well, same and time... Just, and just growing and developing the game, too, and adding oh, new yeah. mechanics and stuff. Like, there, there's always value to that. But... but when you just, like, keep doing it so often, yeah, to to the point where it just becomes a hassle more than, like, more than anything else you're just driving people away and i feel like that's gonna hurt your business in the long run even though the short run you're you're making more money because people are buying these expansions because you have diehard fans but in the yeah. long run it, it's just yeah. more harmful i think what i'll say though is at the very least the one benefit of because the one thing that i i can at least appreciate with um like playing it in physical format as opposed to like going online with something like mtg arena or something is that if we're not gonna play like a tournament scene like a like an official thing we don't really have to give a fuck about that at least like there is a way that we can very easily just play magic together that doesn't require us to have to stay current with everything uh, mm -hmm. which is one thing I can at least appreciate with that. And Commander's pretty fucking fun, I'm gonna say. <laughs> I uh, I really like it. And it's Commander's also kinda... a lot of fun. Oh, it, it looks pretty fun, because I was looking at Commander's for... I'm not sure what the race is called, but it's like this uh, Atlantean uh, kind of race. Okay. And okay. one of the uh, Commanders, Valentine, sent me the effects seem pretty broken, but it, um, 
it not broken per se. It was pretty strong. Uh, but it was like this dragon. I can't remember what it was. But it just like looks so cool, and honestly, like that's the kind of um, creatures I like to kind of play in video games, like more Atlantean kind of. I'm not really too sure why. I just like the style of that, the how they look, the gameplay. That's, I mean, uh, that sounds just like it'd be as, pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I think that's also a really fun like part about um, magic, where like you see a specific type of like race or creature, and their effects actually feel like they make sense yeah. for that type of creature. Yeah. Exactly. It's uh no, it's really cool. And there's so many different options too. Like I was looking at trying to set up a bear deck recently. <laughs> Cause there's two different commanders I was looking at, and one is uh Ayula Queen of Bears, which just has like the most gorgeous card art. I absolutely love it. Uh there was I think somewhere on Etsy they were selling like a play mat that just is like that card art, and I I might get it at some point. because uh, it's really good. But there was also another one, which is Wilson Refined Grizzly, which is just an absolutely absurd card to me. <laughs> uh, because his ability uh, is very... It, it's some shit. Um, let me bring up the image here. This is, <laughs> this is, this is the Magic the Gathering cast now, I guess. Um... But, oh, fuck, no. I'm trying to take a screenshot, but my computer's not cooperating. It's probably just me fumbling things, but there we go. It's mostly, I just want to show you guys the card art from this. Um, oh, oh, that's such, I love that art. I like he's, it. He's very good, right? This this, this <laughs> handsome bear just sitting there with his, I guess, potions? I'm not sure what those are, but he's, he's, yeah, he's just sitting there, chilling the woods. But the thing that gets me with them is... His abilities are, this spell can't be countered. Vig he has Vigilance, Reach, and Trample, and he has Ward, too, which means to target him with any sort of spell, they have to pay, like, whoever is targeting him has to pay, like, an extra two mana. And it's, he's, like, a two mana, two, two, like, little bear. Like, what is, why does he have all of this? But it's the whole background thing, I realized, because you can assign these like background enchantments i guess to these guys as commanders in particular and then they're like have extra effects and there's a green and background enchantment i forget what it's called but it would make his base power and toughness 10 10 which is something i've been considering because that would be insane considering his other abilities base power wow yeah so any other counters that go on top of him that can buff him up more go on top of that 10 10 which is like pretty insane that does sound pretty insane uh green bears are pretty intense um i have i i have a commander deck around boar claw which is mm. it, it, it's a it's a fully green like a mono green uh commander deck but gore claw is essentially a uh card that makes other creatures uh, especially especially massive creatures uh, cost less to cast so you can get like these giant bodies on the field for very little mana Ooh. and i really like it it's it's just it's just a good fun very simple straightforward get land big creature just attack very simple <laughs> so huh. 
Get your Can I tell in. you? So wait, sorry, which commander was that? The name again? I maybe missed Gore, that. Uh, Gore Claw, literally okay. just like Gore. Interesting. Yeah, I, very fun. I, I was look. That makes me think of uh, a commander I was looking at recently because I've been trying to look at a few because I kind of want to try to build my own deck at some point here soon. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Use use um use the website I sent you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. MTG Goldfish. You just take a commander, shoot it in there, and then it'll spit back uh, cards that have really high synergy with it for a commander deck. Nice. So. I will definitely make use of that and probably just even see what other people think too. I know there's a site that Val was showing me for where you can like set up decks and stuff. And then uh, from there, you can just like, I can just share that around and see uh, other people think some other good additions might be. But uh, it's just trying to decide on a commander is the thing. And there's a lot of options. There's a lot of ones that seem pretty cool, but it's like, who do I want to go with? Uh, yeah. but one that seems really weird but kind of cool to me is Nikia of the Old Ways. Uh, she's oh. <laughs> a. Do you know this card? Uh, yes. Uh, I. Okay. I mean, a the there the the art for that character is great. Uh, yes. But it's just so freaking weird. Yeah. So the way it works <laughs> for for bees and everyone else. Uh, she's a 3-5 red, uh, green, uh, creature, 5-5, five, five, uh, power toughness. Um, so she's pretty decent, pretty strong, a little bit costly, but she's weird as hell because while she's out on the field, you cannot cast, uh, non-creature spells. Or, well, I yeah. guess that's the thing. I don't know if her ability, is that still active while she's in the command zone or only while she's on the field? Uh, that would be that would be only if she's on the field. Okay. Yeah, in I the have... command zone, it, when they are in the command zone, they are effectively removed from, from, yeah, from play. <laughs> God, God help if you've ever listened to this show and you have no idea what magic is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, Keith. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um... <laughs> Well, oh, maybe man. maybe keep, we'll have some keep, episode that, to break down and explain that, what it is. Who knows? That Raptors game, huh, Keith? <laughs> <laughs> man, okay. Well, hold on. Okay, so I guess you guys just, met. You guys met at the yeah, wedding, and I didn't well, get a chance to like. <laughs> that was the thing I was gonna say. Did you want to explain that? Because I don't think I don't yeah. know if bees even knows about that. I you didn't tell know. any. I didn't tell anyone except for Zoo. But it was just because you told him already. Well, uh, yeah. Be, anyways, I got married like two weeks ago. Uh, oh, congrats! I, thank you. Uh, two weeks ago, I kept I kept it very like uh on the down low. I didn't. Uh, Bigby and Val were the one of the few. Uh, friends that I ended up inviting um I overall I only invited like 10 friends okay. uh four of the four of the 10 couldn't come because of COVID but oh, <laughs> that, that was some shit wow oh, yeah man. Th- uh that one really got me uh one of them I actually had her flight booked to come <sighs> in and then her part her partner got COVID and I was like I don't think it's a good idea for you to come because there's like a super high chance you have it now. And the last thing we need is for you to be stranded 
in Ontario with COVID. Yeah. So, um, so in she Ontario, ended up not... no less. That's like the worst. Yeah, yeah, in Ontario, <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm but I'm, I'm making, I'm making plans with the remaining four to see them at some other point. But yeah, That's got cool. married. Very nice, uh, small, intimate uh, wedding. Um. Um, I'll, I think I'll say as, as someone who was there as a guest, it was very beautiful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, I, I, one thing I'm a little bit like all about is that, uh, my friend who was playing the music off of her phone as I was coming in, like no one told everybody that I was coming in. And so like, I think half, half of the guests and that included my mom didn't even notice I was coming in and didn't have to like my mom was like not even didn't she turned she heard a gasp turned around and then saw me there and she's like oh I don't I don't have my phone ready no one said she was coming oh, in man and yeah. it was a little bit like oh because I thought my friend's phone was playing the music loud enough to sort of like suggest that I was coming in but I guess not um, so my mom was a little bit like oh I didn't I didn't see her come in. I, like by the time she turned around, I was already like halfway to the, well, not not altar, but like the stage basically it, oh, in the okay. backyard. Yeah. Um, we were at um like a lounge downtown, and their backyard courtyard patio has like a little mini stage for uh, local artists when they're playing, and uh, okay. that's yeah. So the, I, I I walked down like the sort of like stone alleyway from the lounge to the back and um yeah so we just had the place to ourselves for a little bit nice but but yeah anyways super small we were really happy with how small it was um and uh it just keeps it easier extended family really does yeah extended family makes things complicated we only had people there that we actually cared about (laughs) and it was like like we didn't have to worry about extended family being weird and uh yeah it was just easier this way so um but yeah uh i didn't really i haven't really like told a lot of people it's just sort of like to me it's sort of like i'm not gonna post it on facebook i'm not gonna post it on instagram the people who matter who need to know i'll let them know basically yeah exactly (laughs) you know so that like when I do like catch up with people and they're like, oh, I didn't know you were married. It's like, yeah, well, we don't talk. So <laughs> why would you know? <laughs> yeah, really? So, oh, that's fair. I mean, I life's too short to have to like, yeah, like, I, I don't know. Life's just too short for me to have to like worry about like keeping other people up to date with my life if they have no interest in mine. So yeah, yeah, yeah I get you. I, I'm happy with the choices that I've made. Um, so, anyway. No, oh. I don't blame you. I think there's, <laughs> there's definitely if if it comes if and when it comes to the point of of Val and I potentially entering into a similar arrangement, I think there's probably if if it is to be a wedding, it, it I don't think there's people that there's people in my family and within my life that I would probably uh, prefer to have there over certain other people. I guess I'll say yeah yeah put it as gently and nicely as i can Uh, yeah absolutely also uh uh, i know because keith is listening uh keith (laughs) thank you 
Thank you again for keeping my mom occupied throughout the evening. She appreciated you being her drinking buddy for the entire evening. Uh, she drank a lot, and she appreciated <laughs> having somebody there to drink with her. So, <laughs> so I I also felt kind of bad because, like, I, I know I went through my group of friends to say that, like, it was basically going to be open bar, but, like, Invisibo did not go through his set of friends. And I'm sort of, like, a little bit sad about that because I was like, oh, like, I really wanted people to, like, really let loose and just, like, have a good time. Um, but people didn't realize that and some were a little bit um, uh, held back a little bit more because they didn't know. So, like, I felt really bad about that. But that was on Invisibo, so that's yeah. not on me. <laughs> <laughs> so. Also, we had uh, um, Chinese takeout for our food. Uh, oh, we actually, good. So good. yeah. Okay. Oh, thank you, thank you. Cause we, cause like, Invisible and I were sort of struggling for a while to think like, how are we gonna do food? Uh, cause like the place that we were going to cater from, it was yeah. like a really big problem, and we thought we were in contact with them because we had asked the owner of the lounge to be in contact with this one restaurant to cater, and when we finally heard back from the head chef like uh like it would the so the wedding was on saturday and then the head chef emailed us on sunday saying this is too much of an ask because we only heard about this today and so we were like wow. that doesn't math because we talked to the lounge owner like four months ago and he said it'll be fine i'll talk to them so something went wrong didn't work out but in the end, we ended up doing them as like appetizers, and then we got the Chinese takeout for the main. Um, I felt kind of bad because the pizza was supposed to be like from that restaurant was supposed to be eaten while people were mingling until I came out, right? And I now and then it was like, and then I come out and see like nobody ate. I'm like, oh, so everyone's been starving this entire time and drinking <laughs> on an empty stomach. So I don't know, a lot of miscommunication, but overall, still a very uh magical evening i would say i was so very happy yeah. with how it went no it was it was a lovely time and i i i don't think anyone was was having any issues with anything oh, no. i think it was uh i it was all good i i, I will say i wasn't I, I think i was a little caught off guard when you suddenly were coming out as well i guess is the only thing i guess but like yeah. I, I, at the same time like we were kind of having a conversation at our table and it was just like oh okay oh shit yep things are things are happening <laughs> but yeah. like i i i don't know i i i thought it was very nice <laughs> well thank you yeah i mean in the moment i didn't know nobody was aware of me coming in i would have walked a little bit slower had i known but it wasn't exactly what I was thinking of at the time. I had tunnel vision, like the oh, oh yeah. I mean, at vision. that at that moment, yeah, you're literally walking towards your soon-to-be husband. Like, that's un <laughs> it's understandable yeah. that like you can't really think of other people at that moment. Yeah, I that's your I mean, I, I I left it to my friends to uh, sort of like I I ju I just assumed she had like kind of like hushed everybody and was like, oh, she's coming now. So I am a little bit like surprised to hear after the fact that like so many people didn't even realize i was there i'm like oh but whatever it's it's coming gone for what what we did as small scale as it was i was very happy with it 
Um, and of course, there's literally nobody on this planet who does not like Chinese takeout. And oh, yeah. I mean, and and Invisibo and I had always said from the beginning, like we would be happy with just going down to City Hall, high-fiving, getting our certificate <laughs> and calling it a day, you know? So in all the stress with like trying to figure out our food and all the stress of like, you know, actually planning for the day, even though it was such a small thing, we were just thinking anything beyond just going to City Hall is more than what we ever anticipated. So okay, yeah, yeah. So we're well, happy with it. Fair. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. Yeah. As long as you guys are happy with it, that's what really matters. Exactly. Yeah, and and I have um a bunch of the uh, Polaroids as well uh, as a memento, yeah. which is really nice. Uh, cause uh bees, I have a um, an Instamax uh, Mini, which is a Polaroid camera. Okay. Um, and I have a little photo album of all the Polaroids from that evening. Uh, hey. People were basic, yeah. So people were basically able to uh, take photos um, and leave them in like the like the little uh, box that I had where people were leaving oh, their cards, cool. um, as well as the photos that they took. And people could take extras and then just take them home as little mementos. So, that is really cool. Yeah, I, I thought it was really nice. Yeah, just like something physical to, because like a lot of people don't have access to an Instamax, right? Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, it was actually really funny because um, I think it it was a week before the wedding. I had gone to Walmart to, or no, sorry, yeah, it was two weeks before the wedding. I went to Walmart to buy uh more film because I was like, oh, I'm gonna buy like five boxes, right? I'm gonna get like a hundred hundred photos for this for the evening and when i get there like the shelf is like is empty and i'm looking around thinking like there's no way it's empty like i still see one or two of the cameras themselves but there's no film on the shelf so i ask a worker like is that the only place where you have the film for instamax cameras and she's like yeah it is like we're unfortunately totally sold out at this time because there's a lot of weddings happening this season (laughs) (laughs) everybody's everybody's scooping them up for their weddings and i said oh i wanted to scoop it up for my wedding (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah she was like oh well you can try like shoppers or staples or amazon so i ended up just buying a bunch off of amazon um so and i um thankfully it showed up pretty quick so i i just had it available um and I have extras now, so it's, yeah, it's just, it was just really funny when she's like, yeah, there's a lot of weddings happening this month, and you, it's, it's so yeah, hard to say. find film. <laughs> it's, <laughs> that's really funny, because I, I actually thought that was, like, a really novel and unique idea that you guys did that. Yeah, it's really yeah. funny that yeah, really. apparently everyone else had the same fucking yeah. idea at the yeah. same time wow yeah exactly i was so like oh like i i thought it was a really fun and unique idea and it turns out tons of people in our like shitty town we had the same idea <laughs> <laughs> that moment you realize how basic you are 
I'm just yeah, joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> Yo, you wanna you wanna hear basic. So oh, somebody so like somebody else at like one of the other guests had taken had like they took a, one of the photos laid the Polaroid down on their table and then took a picture of the Polaroid oh, to put on Instagram. Boy. You want to oh, bet how man. much you bet they put a filter on that picture. On oh, that, yeah. that, that photo of the photo. <laughs> the photo oh. of the photo. Yeah. I mean, they're obviously they're very sweet and I liked that. And I, like, I loved having them at the wedding. It was just really funny to glance over and see them taking a photo of the Polaroid. <laughs> Did they take a Polaroid photo of the Polaroid, or did they pull oh. out the cell phone? Oh, cell that would have been hilarious. Yeah, no, no. It take was a Polaroid like cell... photo of the Polaroid. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, anyways, so, um, wedding was good. Uh, I, um, there's, I haven't formally applied for the license yet, but, like, the officiant was just, like, literally, it doesn't matter when, the next few weeks, just, like, enjoy your time being married and then you can just deal with the paperwork later you don't have to be in a rush to fill this out i'm like oh okay okay that's, that's nice that's yeah great. yeah because he he i think he was saying he had said to us that like even if we mail it out asap it's just going to go to the whatever ontario marriage office in middle of nowhere and sit there for like 12 weeks anyways so oh, he's okay. like it does it do, he's like it doesn't it doesn't matter <laughs> so yeah i mean i i never changed my address when i moved so i'm still technically a resident of my previous town hey! when i lived here for <laughs> coming on three years now so that's hilarious yeah so th these things don't really matter <laughs> they really don't Fuck, fuck the system. Never update <laughs> your shit. They'll never know. What are they gonna do? Actually, actually, they're gonna go to your old ass address, and that place probably torn down by now. Fuck them. <laughs> now, now that I say that though, um, the hilarity of this is I actually got selected for jury duty of my last county. <laughs> oh, so God. all of a sudden, now it actually is kind of a problem. Cause oh wow! I, so I now you gotta really drive wanted. all the way out there just. To Oh no! Well, I shouldn't. Oh, I shouldn't say I got selected for jury duty. I got selected to be like put on the list for potential jury duty. I oh, I was gonna say there's like five layers of having to be filtered down to actually be on jury duty. Yeah. But that's really funny that it's still in your old town. That's great. So I am actually gonna have to chain figure this out soon because I did send a message to them saying, "Hey, I don't live here anymore," but. Uh, yeah, I yeah. really should get the everything lined up <laughs> so si situations like this don't oh, happen boy. again. God, that's good. Um. Oh, I sorry to like hard segue, but I did oh, want to like talk. I I mean I did no, want to like. Oh, okay, good, fine. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I wanted to um, vent a little bit about being staff at Anime North. Oh boy! Oh staff boy! It. Yeah, I, oh, I was staff. Okay. Um, the week after it happened, I was in a call with uh, I think it was Bigby Stew and Zoo, and oh, I was yes, and like like this. out the gate, I was saying, "Oh, it was the worst weekend of my life, and I can't wait to do it again." And <laughs> it, like everything that happened that weekend was like. 
it was such a shit show and it was the first time I had staffed, but it was it was really awesome as well at the same time. Like it was a very fulfilling experience because I'm just like I'm that weird person who will take physical damage if it means another person's having a good time at their convention. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks. Um like it 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 was it was still a good time and I liked what I was doing, which was basically just like um managing lineups for panels and uh helping like redirect people where like they were when I mean, they're like, Oh, excuse me, where is that? And I'm like, Oh, it's it's actually in another building. I'm sorry. Um I'm what? sorry. I, I no, I just had this thought of that in a, in a certain sense you could describe your position as being a, a weeb wrangler. I kind of was though. But I like I I mean like you're joking but like I really was like I like I had my like like Big B I was out there like like the guys on airport runways with my arms waving and pointing and like saying you I got I need you to stand along the line here like it, it was nonstop that plus I was shouting announcements for the entire weekend like when I got home that Sunday night I had like I had to get Invisibo to like pick me up and put me in bed because like my hips stopped working and I lost my voice. Damn, <laughs> just from shouting all day. Like shout, shouting for like three days straight because even though I wasn't staffing on the Friday, I was at um, I was at Nomanoichi selling, uh, the garage sale event and I was selling and like yelling for the whole thing, being like, uh, please take my wares. I don't want to take this shit home. And just yelling for the entirety of that event, and then for the actual staffing, yelling things like "Yaoi 101 is now full. Please leave the premises. We aren't accepting any more attendees for this panel." Uh, once again, "Yaoi 101 is full." <laughs> Shit like that. Huh. <laughs> That's what you like I, to hear. Yeah. yeah. Really. Yeah. I actually remember like like multiple times like people coming up like even after the panel had started being like them asking like where is Yaoi 101 and me having to be like that panel is full and then them laughing being like yeah oh, of course it is and then walking away. So... <laughs> I can't you know what I, well, I don't know can I really blame Yeah. And like it it was it was fine. I know there were a lot of issues. Um, like we had enforced masking and enforced uh, double oh, vaccine status, yeah. so that had caused a lot of issues for a lot of people. Um, the the lineup for checking proof of vaccination was a bit of a problem. Um, we had like like this, and this is you know insider information, but like we had asked decision makers to say could we just like have people uh show like provide their proof of vax at the time of their ticket purchase online so that we don't have people like doing it at the door and they were like no just do it at the door because a lot can change between now and then and at least we'll have the most updated medical information at the time and it's like no we shouldn't be checking at the door that's gonna <laughs> yeah. be a long lineup and then they insisted anyways, and then everything you would have seen on social media throughout that weekend about the horrible lineups was a result of proof of vaccination because everyone, because like 
all it, if it, all it takes is one person who doesn't have their proof of vax ready on their phone and then that's yeah. like a minute gone and then if you have 60 people out of thousands of people doing that you are now an hour behind on the lineups and, right? and that's the thing like it's not that the checking of the proof of vax is really the issue it's just how it was done like it should have been. yeah yeah like a pretty it, yeah, yeah. And it didn't help that the, um, I forget what the app was called, but it was like the Ontario screening app for proof of vax that like all the restaurants were using for a while right. was, it was ditched a few months before oh, Anime yeah. North. That's right. And so, yeah. And so like, you know, there were things like, are we like tons of questions? Like, are you still like enforcing it? If the, you know, the province isn't using it anymore, like, why are you still enforcing it? And then there were issues of like, what app were we using to scan the QR codes? How do we know if that's secure? And I think those are all very valid questions, but it was very complicated leading up to the event. And then finally, at one point, public safety was just like, fuck it, we're not scanning anymore because there's just so many people. As long as it has it on the PDF and their license, just let them in. So. Oh my goodness. I don't know what, okay. Sorry, go on. I don't mean well, to interrupt something. No, no, there was just fine. something I stumbled upon by chance that was like very relevant to the discussion, but I, I, I don't want to. Uh, I do want you to finish your thought. Sorry. Uh, oh yeah, thank you. Um, well, the la- the last bit of the thought was that we did try multiple times, like, like different ways of trying to ensure people had their proof of vax out on their phone ready to go, but you know it had started with just using their voice but it was too quiet. Then they swapped to a megaphone, but then there were people who were like, that's hurting my ears and public safety has to, you know, adjust to that and make things uh, not dangerous and more accessible to people. So megaphone couldn't be used. So then they swapped to using the, the outdoor stage that's outside uh, to make the announcements, but nobody was paying attention to that. People just like, thought they were doing sound checks basically um like it was just like a series of like we're trying to get everybody aware and just like there were so many roadblocks and then i think like it resulted in just like one dude just going person to person down the line being like get your proof of vax on your phone and just manually doing that down the line um which kind of worked but like obviously there were still tons of delays um and like we tried everything like um public safety had hired like a third party company the friday night um to help with checking for proof of vax for the saturdays and sundays and then there and then there was the issue of people who bought friday only tickets couldn't get in because of the long lineups had to come back following days um and get saturday only passes or full refunds if they weren't there for the rest of the weekend um but then but then giving out the saturday only passes to make up for the the friday pass meant we ran out of the saturday physical passes like the little square ones on the lanyard so then we had to express purchase overnight wristbands for the saturdays but people like me at panels we didn't know about the wristbands and then people started showing up at panels with the wristbands and like us at the panels are like yeah it was bad it was really bad and like 
and then there were and then there were issues of like people like taking off their masks during the convention and then like i know somebody at public safety tried to enforce uh like saying like you have to put your mask back on and then the attendee like physically assaulted them um they were like other and like total shit show they're probably not going to enforce masking next year but like for a convention with thousands of people and how things like anime expo went uh and the amount of covid that came out of anime expo without the masking like it's for just for the knowledge of people out there who don't know and, and maybe for you bees if you're not familiar that was a convention in the u.s like a really big anime convention that happens every year i forget exactly where but the LA. the fire oh yeah uh the fire marshal of la though basically had to come in and shut it down part way through because things got so bad which convention was the story anime expo oh okay oh wow yeah. really it's like they the, i yeah yeah they had basically had too many people in the hall because they weren't like checking how many people were inside it totally broke uh fire code safety because they just had so many people in there um and yeah but like i don't know i don't know how things are going to go next year um but like the majority of people at anime north or at least the people that i had interacted with were very patient and understanding um and the like there were like several smaller groups who had spoken to me directly saying like oh like it's not you like it's a big problem with like just like sort of like management sort of thing um and like it's super great to see you putting in the work and you know it's sad that you're understaffed and it was you know very nice to see the majority of the interactions that i had were very patient and and very nice so yeah. I don't want to say that like it was a problem. There were like obviously there were a lot of problems, but they definitely don't overshine and uh overshadow like all of the uh, the good that had come from the convention. Um met yeah. a lot of really yeah, I met a lot of great people. Um I got to do uh like attend um a Q&A between my shifts with uh Jiren Zhao, uh who wrote uh Iron Widow which was All really right. fun. Yeah, they're they're so fun. Uh they're they're also really funny. Um and I got my copy of Iron Widow signed by them and it was nice. really nice. Mm. Um and like it's just yeah, there was a lot of good. Plus the convention ensures that you know your like the staff are taken care of and like and I do want to just clarify staff are different from volunteers. Like staff are like working for the whole weekend um versus volunteers who are like doing like a couple of hours here and there um but like staff are definitely taken care of i don't want to make it seem like we're not taken care of like we're we're fed our hotels are reimbursed uh we get breaks in between shifts um and you know if we can't make it back to the cafeteria area uh they give us food vouchers to go to the food trucks so like nice you know we we definitely are still taken care of and i'm definitely going to be doing it again next year um i'm going to be likely uh working with my brother um cuz invisibro Gee. has said yeah cuz invisibro said that he's kind of done with conventions at this point but he still wants to be at conventions um but okay. like so like the to get that sort of because he likes the atmosphere he likes being able to interact with other yeah. people but he doesn't need three days of 
going to like walking around the dealers rooms and um yeah going to the occasional panel so he's sort of feeling like you know if i can go work for the convention and then between breaks that's when i'll get in my shopping and the panels because like they also make sure we don't work during panels that we actually want to go to um so and yeah so he's sort of like well i don't need to be there and have three days of just walking around by myself i might as well work get my ticket reimbursed be fed and uh have time in between shifts to do shopping i'm like yeah so uh we're probably going to be staffing next year together i'll just make sure he's on the staff list so but anyways that was my vent about anime north i hope it goes a little bit easier next year um oh Oh. the last the last major thing that went wrong with the the whole like huge lineup thing was that we had like a set number of tickets that had been like projected and sold um, cause the convention was July, July 15th to the 17th and up until like June 30th, it had just like a steady amount that had, uh, been purchased and tickets that were sold and, you know, two weeks before the convention. Great. This is a solid place where we're going to be. We've set all of the staff that we've needed for X, Y, Z. We're good. And then from July 1st onwards was a massive surge in tickets being sold. Oh, now, really? Yeah, but I need to emphasize tickets were not oversold. They were still within the limit, but it was a massive surge past what we had projected for up until June 30th. And that huge wave in the last two weeks before the con was just so big that not enough staff were hired in that time to really adjust for it. Um, So, like, just like as... yeah how quick it happens like how fast can you really bring that many people on right like yeah really yeah like like anime north usually i think i don't i i don't remember the exact i think it's normally like you know like twenty eight thousand people right and then like this year was like 32 or 33,000. Damn. Wow. And, and again, that's not over capacity. Like I think we technically have a capacity for something like 40. So it's not it's not over, but it was Still. a lot Still. Yeah. A lot more than we normally have and the a lot of those tickets were sold in the last 2 weeks. So it was just like it was sort of just like a sledgehammer to the planning. And there was just not enough time to to adjust for it. Yeah. Um, but that was my vent. Uh, Bigby, you had said earlier that you wanted to, like, there was something that came up on your feed yeah. that was relevant or something. Yeah, well, I just got idly clicking around, and sometimes I just open up weird sites when I'm, like, bored. Uh, or not, yeah. not bored, but while I'm just, like, kind of idly doing stuff, like, while I'm listening to something. Yeah. Or something. Like, I just click around online. Um and I happened to open up Facebook, which is something I don't do too often. And there was just, I, I, it's not something I really interact with. I just sometimes see if, like, there's something, just somebody's trying to message me or something on there, maybe. I don't know. Either way, there was a thing on my feed from there, though, that it generated and shared with me. It was something about being, like, some, like, friendship thing. Like, oh, you've been friends with Dingo for so many years, whatever. But it was the picture that it selected <laughs> for this little, oh, like, boy. auto-generated post that was very relevant 
uh, and I'm going to share oh, it here no. now. Screencast. Oh, no. <laughs> it's a, a relic from a bygone age. Uh, oh, I, I've no. censored out a certain face because that that's person doesn't really need to be that's mentioned. That's the photo. I, right I knew now. it. I fucking yep. knew it. Yeah. I knew that was the one. I love it. And it's so funny to me because, like, there's you and Dingo. Oh. And, you guys are, and man, that's already so, like, wild like, that's such an old picture and then there's me off to the side and you wouldn't even know looking at me in that picture that that's like the same i was person. gonna say is that really you that's me i had hair on my head and no beard <laughs> or facial hair back then can you Damn. Fuck yeah, yeah his hair his hurt. hair has swapped his hair has swapped yeah. since then but it really yeah is. it's i when you oh, said God. it was relevant and it was like oh a friendship with dingo photo i'm like oh fuck it's that it's that photo yeah <laughs> so there's dingo me big b and uh two others yeah. from a long bygone era two wait two who's the other one behind behind the goomba oh that's right that was uh yeah. oh yeah yeah long oh. gone bygone era oh and that makes that made me sad though because the one guy yeah. the one guy we don't need to talk about and that's that's no. like i and i'm only saying that just to make it clear that like he he doesn't matter yeah. the the other guy though i'm sad about yeah. <laughs> i don't know like what name to like give up for him well i don't know like jafar yeah jafar. honestly that would be the one and, and like if yeah i don't I know what happened I, I yeah i don't know what really happened with him I know he moved out from our town like a long time ago and I I messaged him a little bit after he had moved out but then it just sort of like was like told like sort of radio silence um I don't know if it was sort of like I I know he had gone he was going through a lot while he was living here and I sort of got the sense that moving to the other city was sort of him starting fresh um yeah. so uh, i i mean i don't know what really happened i know he got into like not in trouble but there were like groups that he was associating with where like he was just like um it was just not good for him overall and i think he knew that so i i don't know if maybe he just needed like a clean cut from the city altogether um mm -hmm. or maybe it was just a natural sort of falling apart because he had moved cities um i mean I, it, I imagine maybe it's a mix of both right yeah and like I, and i totally don't hold it against him if that was oh, the no. case because like he i know he he's a very like transient artistic I, type <laughs> i i yeah no and i agree and i i certainly don't hold anything against him it, it was just he was He's a really good guy, and I'm kind yeah. of miss him in that respect. And yeah, I just sort of worry. I don't know. There was a part of me that felt like I gave him a hard time sometimes, and it was always meant in in sort of a humorous way. But I don't know, like friends I had back in high school, the kind of humor of sort of like ribbing each other was like uh, some of it got kind of mean, and it's not something I'm like necessarily happy that I engaged with. But it's sort of that thing, like you're in high school, you're young, it's. You know, you're just kind of following the example of your peers in a lot of ways, right? So, not not yeah. to, you know, not to say like I have no responsibility in it, but it, it's sort of one of those things where I just worry. I was, I don't know, 
that I I don't know I wasn't like the 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 best as good a friend as I could have been I guess because I hadn't matured as much as I have now but hey yeah I I hope he's doing good that's all yeah I mean that was also like a time that was like six or seven years ago at this that's point a long time ago because um, yeah. like he left around the same time I was to gather i got together with invisibo and we he and i have been together for uh six years now um, that's crazy finally. to think about so yeah yeah <laughs> um, i but... i still remember driving you <laughs> and a group of us to toronto to see the uh the guy you had been with previous and that that in a certain part of my mind doesn't feel like it was that long ago and then i think about it, like oh no right it has been like that was like forever ago now it was and like it it like it is so crazy to think about how like you know these things like so often i'll think back on something and be like oh that was like yesterday i'm like no that was like a decade ago yeah so, literally the yeah. wild thing and like i i mean it, to be fair too like Val and I have been together like oh, about getting towards like three and a half years now. Yeah, which is also pretty insane. Uh, yeah, and it, it's what fucked me up most thinking about that. I guess, and and part of the only reason I bring that up is just because I I had this thought a while ago, which was like he and I started dating towards like like in uh, twenty nineteen, and then. <laughs> basically like after that sort of like beginning the majority of our relationship has been like post-pandemic era which yeah. is like kind of sad to think about in a way <laughs> uh but i don't know i guess that's more just like a bummer thought but it was, it was something just kind of like weird that i thought about recently i guess <laughs> it i mean yeah like i mean it's weird to even think about that like the pandemic's been on for like two and a half years now almost coming up on three like it's just like I don't know. Time's fucking weird, but time is weird. We're... <laughs> Thanks, Bean. Um, but I mean, like we're we're all very different from the people that we were back in college, right? Oh like, college, yeah. Like it's like we are all. I would like to think better people out of uh, the various experiences yeah. that we've had, and like you know you will have those 3 a.m thoughts about you know people like jafar and uh whether we could have been better people or like if we did anything that could have like maybe upset him but at the same time you know i think we should just understand like we are we are different people now and we know better for next time um and like thinking back on the crappy things that we may have done in the past is it like just ruminating on it is not going to do us any good. We just have to holistically accept that we did it and learn from it. Not that I'm trying to turn this into a huge therapy session, but no, it's I, very like, yeah, it, it's it, you know, and you're completely right. It's something I have a hard time with because there's a lot of things from how I, the kind of person i used to be i guess especially like from like my high school era and stuff going because when i got into that college area era that's when i really started to mature and kind of surround myself with better people in a way like you and dingo and uh zoo and so many other people that i met through there that i'm still really close to today uh 
it, but yeah, like I still have a lot of regrets with that. And it's something that like I've had to work in therapy for anyway. So I guess sorry to make that into, into sort of a thing, but it, it's just something oh. where, uh, I don't know. He, he, he in particular, it was always kind of a, a sore spot, I guess, but it, it was just kind of always sad to me how it just, for someone that I appreciated so much to just like sort of vanish from my life like that. I don't like to let that happen, I guess, but you know, like I, I don't fault him for it or anything, but it's, mm. uh, it's just something where I, I don't know. It's something I think about a little more, I guess when, when he comes to mind, I suppose, but, uh, no, you're, you're totally right though. And yeah. Yeah. Like I, I also have thoughts of like, you know, what if I were to try and find him and reach out, but then at that point, it's sort of like, who am I doing this for? Like, it's just to make myself feel better. Like, yeah. what, like I don't know what his situation is, right? Like, I don't know if it was like normal for all of us to sort of like for him and our group to sort of like have that falling apart or if he had other reasons but like if i were to reach out is that going to be a problem for him is it going to be triggering for him and is this just to make myself feel better so i don't know maybe he's on the other side thinking the exact same thing about us and maybe he's worried about feeling like he ditched us and maybe he wants to reach out as well but doesn't want to because he doesn't know what our mind space is like but i don't know I'm I'm in this I'm in a spot where it's like he was in a particular spot in my life and that period has ended and I'm in a new era the marriage arc has begun <laughs> and yeah. I I I like this arc previous training well, arcs were fine <laughs> No that's totally fair and I don't think you're wrong in that respect and maybe I have a tendency to ruminate on stuff like that I don't know certain sentimentality i suppose but it, it's something i i think about i guess now and then but it's not something i like i, I obsess or worry about a ton i guess but yeah it's uh no you're right seven years is a really long time i've known it people really who like like i i have known people who I, have I gotten married really like met long. yeah like sorry go ahead well no that's just yeah i just didn't realize it been even that long it, like you're not wrong like saying that it's like oh no yeah like that that all adds up like that's correct but it's just crazy to think that it has been yeah like i mean i've known people who have like met and gotten married or gotten married and had kids or all three in the past seven years right so it's or people who have like like got married divorced and then married again in the seven years right <laughs> like it's it is a long long period so i i don't know a lot of growthiness can happen in that time period so uh bees it's your I mean, turn to enter therapy mode <laughs> um <laughs> See, I'm not I'm not really too sure because like you are right seven years is a long time because uh, I read something online once that apparently every cell in your body will replace itself every seven years so you're literally yeah. not the same person you were seven years ago Whoa. That's which is not... like even like if um because like I, I didn't really look too much more into it but like it makes sense because like everything is like we're constantly changing and like mm. uh, everything's uh, I'm not even sure where I'm going with this. Uh, 
But seven years honestly is a long time because I honestly think back to like, yeah, when I first met Bigby, it was like at one of our friends' birthday parties. And uh, well, not that was not the first time I met you, but like that was like the first time like we really interacted yeah. as a group. Yeah. And yeah, just a lot, a lot of stuff has happened since then. You've been to a lot of our camping trips. Yeah, just you and three, I four have years. just been through a lot doing the show and hanging out so much and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's it's pretty crazy. And but yeah, it's it cool, is. Though. It's just so weird. Um, yeah, getting older and seeing yeah what Fly just said earlier, seeing people get married, have kids, and it's like wow, that we are actually becoming full on adults now. We're stepping into a whole new world, a new arc. Yeah. Marriage arc. <laughs> uh, anyways. Well, I, uh, <laughs> kind of funny. We, I real, I'm realizing too that there's even in the, the pat, the period of time between the last time we recorded an episode and this episode, a lot has happened. So we've, we've talked about a lot. Like, we're gonna have to wrap this episode up. We're, yeah. we're, we're reaching the hour and a half. But we we have talked that long about all of this, and I have not even once brought up the trip to the Cayman Islands that I took. Holy shit! Yeah, really? that period, that's like your, like... your like your entire job arc was insane the past <laughs> yeah. few months. Yeah, there's there's been a whole thing. Like I've completely like changed job positions now. I I was unemployed for a couple months, <laughs> and that's that's like just a part of everything that's happened between at least bees and I in this past little bit, right? Like there's, there's plenty more. It's just like, man, there's, well, material for future episodes, I suppose. Exactly. <laughs> well, with that being said, though, uh, I think we, we should bring this up to, to wrap this up here for this week. And I want to thank you fly for coming to join us for this week. Yeah. Uh, I always you appreciate so for... having you on. Uh, well, thank you so much for having me on for our, I don't know, like, what do you want to call this? Season 2, Episode 1. Yeah, I know that's what you <laughs> named the chat, but yeah, I the re- thank the you. Eternal, the Revengeance. <laughs> yep, Revengeance episode. Um, yeah, I know, like, banter retribution. Thanks for having me on for the resurgence episode like it's good to be back um i mean i think we all needed like the summer break as well um but and then like with the fall being so busy as it was me with wedding stuff you with your crazy job arc like just having this time to actually like get back together and actually start recording again has been really nice uh, i know keith has missed it a lot uh he was spent like half the time at the wedding complaining no. like we haven't had the podcast in a while no, yeah, I, uh, and you know what? I do need to give a shout out to Keith because <laughs> we, we had a whole conversation at the wedding. We met and talked, and I did not piece it together because I've seen his tweets. I've seen him like interacting with us on Twitter before. And I, <laughs> after you mentioned, like, there was something you had said to me about it afterwards that made it click who he was. And I was like, 
oh shit that's him that's the guy from twitter i remember <laughs> and guy. i went inside and i'm like oh that keith right that was the name. oh my god and i just had like had thought of it for a while so you have this whole conversation you mentioned after because i think he didn't realize either until you mentioned to him that he was like oh that's me <laughs> yeah yeah I, literally the same reaction like i'm like when he brought up the podcast to me <laughs> you had just left for the evening oh, i'm like no. oh no like that guy that you were talking to that was bigby and the look on his face is like oh oh, oh shit <laughs> and then he he seemed like really disappointed because he would have talked about like a lot more i think with you as well oh for sure um, <laughs> well if he's ever around again we'll have to organize something because i could i feel like we could get we get the both of us say you can meet the, the, the host yeah oh and then you had another one oh, of those shit. moments with the um the google photos album. oh yeah. yeah when you when you because like in the album you saw silly uploaded video and you were like oh, whose yeah. handle is silly and i'm like no that was my friend she's she's my best friend from I... texas and you were like oh that was her the one you talk about all the time i'm like yeah that was her so well yeah because the only thing that fucked me up with that was like i've drawn fan art for her as like yeah. a birthday gift that was a, a thing you had uh commissioned me for and, and it i just it was like oh like oh that was the person oh okay <laughs> yeah like, and then when shit. after the wedding we were just like i think it was two days after we were just hanging out on my couch and i told her like oh that guy was the one who drew that junk rat art for your birthday and she's like oh my oh my god i loved that art and, and like just like i really liked that like the wedding served as like a connecting piece where all of my different aspects of my life were just like piecing together and being like oh him <laughs> <laughs> okay i've heard of this one okay i know who i know who this is I've, i i understand the lore of this character <laughs> <laughs> yeah Oh well, we'll go go out to see Keith, and then we'll record, and he can finally be on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that would be I would be down for that. I think Keith, Keith seemed interesting. I got, I like talking to Keith. Keith was he's, fun. He's good people. Um. <laughs> oh shit! Sorry for derailing the uh, segue to the recommendation corner. Oh yeah. Oh man, I did Sorry. not. Oh, now I gotta oh. think of something. Why would you remind us of this? Sorry, I, I I, I'm gonna be I straight mean... up. It's been so long. I actually forgot about it as well. Like I completely I forgot. I thought that's what you were doing. I thought you were segueing no, I was, to that. I was just gonna end the episode, bro. We've been recording oh for like so long. <laughs> we're approaching. Oh we're getting to a point where we're almost reaching like an hour and forty-five minutes if we keep going uh, at this rate. <laughs> uh, I see. I see the timer going. Ah. Uh... I mean, do you well, like? I do mean, you guys have any recommendations? I mean, well, I'm sure we could find something. I guess. I mean, I was kind of hoping to save this for a conversation piece, but that, that can be for the next episode. I've been oh, really, okay. in, I've been really into Dragon Ball lately. Oh uh, I, yeah. I know it's an older show. A lot of people have probably seen it, but if you want to like just go back and watch that, like I recommend that. It's a really good show, like Dragon Ball Z's amazing like i'm watching in a bit of a weird order i've watched dragon ball z first and i'm on to dragon ball now and it's it's just really good i and i quite where, enjoy the show. where are you oh, at yeah. with dragon ball now i do have to know i'm curious uh the world tournament arc oh 
good. They're in the finals. The very first one, right? Oh, the finals? Oh, oh. yeah. Good shit. Well, oh, yeah. Man. The, oh, so classic. So good. <laughs> the that, the that, fight where Krillin so wins because he can't smell how stinky his opponent is because he's reminded <laughs> he doesn't have a nose. Is, That's the episode uh, I literally <laughs> just watched. Is so fucking choice. So good. That's great. I that's actually so funny because I was I've recently been binging original Sailor Moon as well. Oh. And um, but like the 2010 dub, and oh. it was just like I, I mean, firstly, I didn't realize there were so many different versions of Sailor Moon. Um, uh, but I've been watching the 2010 version and um I mean, as Sailor Moon goes, like, the dubbing is very, like, exaggerated and very over-the-top because of, like, you know, that anime was a product of its time. But, like, you know, as I'm watching it and it's so, like, it, it's so cheesy and so over-the-top, I remember at one point, like, you know, as, you know, Usagi is, like, making another, like, wailing noise, I turned to Invisibo, who was, like, on his computer, and I said, oh, like, I'm sorry, I'm watching this. And he's like, what? Don't be. Sailor Moon is just, like, Dragon Ball for girls. It's it's cheesy it's fine well yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> oh, yeah. that's a good that's a good comparison like it's it's super cheesy but it's really good so i i mean like there's such a soft spot i think for all of us for those like old like oh, yeah crazy silly <laughs> 90s animes uh, i'll tell you i've been watching an anime recently and this will be a discussion for a future episode because when I finish watching this series, I'm going to have Dingo on and we're going to have a long chat about it uh, because I have actually been watching, just as a little sneak preview to that, uh, the original Mobile Suit Gundam. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, man. Which aired in 1979. Ooh. <laughs> watching Boy. it, you can literally see the, like, in some shots, like, the cells, like, moving. <laughs> and it's the only time watching anime because i always used to think that the whole like trope of the like uh aside from like old like speed racer stuff things like that where like people would be like uh in in, like western media they parody anime be all like oh well this and well we have to do this well what about uh, it's like well i'm here and i'm gonna do this and like kind of the the really fast like dialogue where like there's like no air between things i always thought that was bullshit anytime i had ever watched anime dub that was never a thing but of course my time watching anime was like 90s and later right where that was already no longer a thing i'm watching the english dub for mobile suit gundam and man there's a few points where i'm like oh wow this really was a thing at one point in anime (laughs) for dubs and it's uh it's it's some shit but i'll say only thing i'll say about it mobile suit gundam right now very good show i'm actually kind of impressed with how uh uh, interesting it is because it, it's definitely dated but it man it it still is a very well written show for its time um oh that's all i'm gonna say about that my recommendation will be quick because i don't really have a whole lot of thoughts prepared about it but uh there was an album that uh i had heard about recently i believe partly through zoo uh called cheat codes which is a hip-hop album from danger mouse uh famed uh producer and uh a uh, rapper by the name of black thought who's really really well known he's also uh quite uh famous as well and it is an extremely 
good album. Just really, really good uh, production from Danger Mouse, of course, uh, delivers as always. But it's uh, some really, really good, interesting uh, mixes there. And Black Thought just delivering really, really good, uh, basically just really good bars over every track, more or less. So definitely check it out. A lot of really interesting features and stuff on it, too. Uh, don't miss out on that. And would like to say thanks to Zoo again, as always, for the use of our intro and outro music. Oh yeah, definitely uh, go check him out. He's on Spotify, Bandcamp, uh, SoundCloud. Blackbird Bell, look him up. Uh, he's got the new album coming out soon. Um, Love the Bomb. If I'm not mistaken, please tell me I didn't get that wrong. So like <laughs> no, that. that was right. You got okay. it. I was pretty certain. <laughs> I, I was. I knew it was. I knew it was the um, the Strange Love quote, but uh, I couldn't remember if I was quite getting it right for how he had worded it for the album title. But that was it. Yes, love the bomb. Check it out. Uh, I've. We, I think most of us here, if uh, at least I know, uh, Fly and I have uh, listened to it. The because um, uh, we got we 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 we're, we're in the an exclusive circle. You see, we get we get early <laughs> access. Oh, yeah, so. they're, they're in the loop. It's it, it's good shit. Definitely checking it when it drops. Uh, follow him. Yeah, like uh, B said, Twitter, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Spotify. Check him out, Blackbird Bell. And thank you all for coming to listen to us again uh, for another week. And we'll see you again much, much sooner than... Uh, it's not going to be a multi-month gap between episodes, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yeah thank you very much for listening to us and thank you very much again fly for joining us uh yeah. i've been bias yeah. i've been bigby and this is well, yeah we'll call it season two of balcony banter the returnal the, the resurrection <laughs> what's the what's the final word for this week fly um Oh, uh, a really great Dolly Parton quote I saw the other day, which was, uh, treat every day like it's raining and wear your rubbers. <laughs> That's very beautiful, and I don't want to take away from that, but that also makes me think of a meme with her with the sword where it just says, uh, you better start respecting trans people's pronouns or your pronouns are going to be was were. Yeah. <laughs> um... And yeah, I guess that's where we'll end it. Trans rights. This has been Balcony Banter. We'll see y'all later. Have a good one, folks.